0: Om Namo Bhagavate Mahaswami Vayana principles for executing the ritualistic ceremonies. <inaudible> <religious inaudible> <religious inaudible> Atma, my soul, a life I, life I, life I sura, Sula, the, the demigods who execute my orders, in different departments of the material world, Translation and preferred by Sivaendra S. Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Translation. My dear Brahmana, austerity in the form of meditation is my heart. Vedic knowledge in the form of hymns and mantras constitutes my body, and spiritual activities and ecstatic emotions are my actual form. The ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifices when properly conducted are the various limbs of my body. The unseen good fortune proceeding from pious or spiritual activities constitutes my mind and the demigods who execute my order in various departments are my life and soul. Purple. Sometimes atheists argue that since God is invisible to their eyes, they do not believe in God. For them, the Supreme Lord is describing a method by which one can see God in his impersonal form. Intelligent persons can see God in his personal form as stated in the Shastras, but if one is very eager to see the Supreme Person of God, immediately, face to face, he can see the Supreme Lord through his description, through, through this description, which portrays the various internal and external parts of his body. To engage in tapasya or denial of material activities is the first principle of spiritual life. Then there are spiritual activities such as the performance of Vedic ritualistic sacrifice, study of the Vedic knowledge, meditation upon the Supreme Personal Godhead and chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. One should also respect the demigods and understand how they are situated how they act and how they manage the activities of the various departments of this material world. In this way one can see how God is existing and how everything is managed perfectly. Because of the presence of the Supreme Lord, as the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 9.10, Mayadekshana, Patrikthi, Suvete, Sarcara, this material world is working under my direction, O Sanakunti, and it is producing all moving and non-moving beings. By its rule, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. If one is unable to see the Supreme Lord, although He is present as Krishna in His various incarnations, one may see the Supreme Lord impersonal creature according to the direction of the Vedas by seeing the activities of the material nature. Anything done under the direction of the Vedic injunction is called Dharma, as described by the order carriers of Emirates, Bhagavatam 6.140. Veda pranihito Dharma Adalmas Tath Vipar Vyayaha Vedo Narayana Sakshara Swayangu Iti That which is prescribed in the Vedas constitute Dharma, the religious principles. And the opposite of that is irreligion. The Vedas are directly the Supreme Person, they are called Narayana and are self-born. This we have heard from Himaraj. In this connection, Srila Madhvacharya comments: Tapo Abhimani Vitras to Vishnu Vrdayam Ashritaha Vintya Rupa Dadai Ome Vishnu Stan Uparshita Uparshita Shingara Adi Akhriti Kataha Kriyatna Paka Angeshu Krataha Sarve Madhye Dehe Chagar Murra. The various demigods are all acting under the protection of the supreme personality of and according to their various actions, the demigods are differently named. Shouldn't with a maiden, thus much she Rupa, Sad by Damsa, Krishna, Padam, Sarkana, Rita, Chakalpata, the Vishaka, Sindhu, Vishaka, 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 Vishaka,
1: Krishna, Vishaka, Krishna,
0: In the blessings of possible Vaishnavas to do some justification on this verse. It's been a long time here sitting with Vyasasana. So, this verse is basically explaining how one can quickly see the Supreme Law. Everyone wants to See the Lord. This is uh, prayers then given our offered by Daksha. He is quoting the waiting prayers of Hamsapuya prayers. This is a well text. So here first Prabhupada is explaining about the classic argument of if one we cannot see something that does not exist, if I cannot see the soul, so it does not exist. I cannot see the Supreme Lord, so He does not exist. So we stress more upon the one sense that seeing is believed. But for a practicing devotee. We can see the Supreme Lord through our ears more than our eyes actually. <laughs> our ears are the ones which act more uh, in terms of connecting with the Supreme Lord. So, even if the Lord exists, then there is another division whether the Lord has a form or not another conclusion goes on. Whether the Lord is impersonal or personal. Hmm. Whether the absolute truth is personal. So one of the main uh, aspects of this Hamsudhuya prayers is to establish that the Lord is a supreme person. He is a transcendental person. He is not an ordinary person. He is extremely powerful and is inconceivable. But at the same time, he is a person. Now, there is, as we know from Bhagavad Gita, the initial discussion of we are not the body, we are spirit, we are conscious. But the only thing is, we are very limited, we are very tiny. We want to see or perceive the supreme conscious. But there is A layer of matter, because our consciousness is contaminated with the matter, with that material consciousness or with that mind and senses we cannot perceive Krishna. So we should understand clearly. God is not a cheap thing that anyone can see. We should qualify ourselves to see the Supreme God. That qualification is the process of Bhakti Yoga, where the consciousness is purified or cleared. Our material consciousness is transformed or getting transcendental or removed. The matter element is removed, the contamination is removed. Then our consciousness becomes spiritual, then we can perceive the Supreme God. Okay. So that's how, by bhakti one can understand Krishna. Krishna says only by devotional service one can understand, one can actually understand. This is actually the mystery of Bhagavad Gita. If you really see uh, Bhagavad Gita has many confidential truth or secret, it's like the Krishna says to Arjuna actually, these Confidential secret I am telling to you Arjuna because you are my friend and devotee. Only devotees can understand the mysticism of Bhagavad Gita. That secret which Krishna is talking about is the relationship between the Lord and the jiva, Which is very confidential if you really see. We are talking about something which is really abstract in this world that we are developing a relationship with God which you cannot see. So it becomes more complicated actually. When you talk about relationship, it is like another person, in a two-way relationship, There's two person involved. Bhagavan, Bhakta and Bhakti. These three is combination of Bhakti Yoga. Prabhupada actually explains in the 14th chapter. Definition of Bhakti Yoga, it tells, Bhakti Yoga means these three things are there. Bhagavan, Bhakti, that is, the person, the supreme person, individual consciousness and the relationship between these two. This is Bhagavad Gita. And this is a secret, Krishna says, this only can be understand. And in the introduction of Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada, this Bhagavad Gita is a treatise to a devotee. This is basically, this is meant for devotees. These books, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavadam, this is meant. If you want to understand Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, first become a devotee, then you can actually understand. This is not for a karmi yogi, this is not for a jnani, this is not for an impersonalist, this is not for others. Even though this is mentioned there, but actually the essence of Bhagavad Gita or any Vedic literature, that can be understood only by devotee, because he can only see Krishna, he can only understand Krishna. So Krishna says, again, if you want to understand from me, you have to hear from me. So, to understand Krishna, yes, we read Bhagavad Gita because Bhagavad Gita is spoken by Krishna, we can understand, but there is an easy way also there. That to understand Krishna, more easy is to hear from person who knows Krishna. That is devotees. That is one level more merciful.
1: So it's like, um,
0: you know, when we when a child is there, the parents introduce the child to the world, like and they're feeling they should see that, that's the moon. The child is actually seeing something with the help of the parents. See that, that is a bird. See this, this is a train. See this, this is a tram What is this, Mama? You see, you see that? They are asking, what is this? What is this? No, this is this. Then. Who in the world we would have known other people? No doubt. No, no. But because of Shiva Kauppar showing to the world, see this is Krishna. This is Gourmitai. This is Subhadra. The pure devotee actually revealed the supreme person to the common person. Otherwise, and even if someone is very close, it's like if you are sitting to a CEO of the company and if you don't have any knowledge of that person, even if he is sitting next to you, you may not be aware of who that person, the great person he is. So, the knowledge, or the I think should reduce this too much. The knowledge, or the the uh, information, basically the transcendental knowledge, which is spoken. This is uh, in the starting of the Bhagavatam. We have this verse right where it explains about uh, the the Shrimad Bhagavatam is the glorification of the Lord which is Amala Purana, which is very sweet but it becomes more sweet because it is coming from the mouth of Sukadeva Goswami because he adds that flavor enhances that sweetness of the past tense of the Lord this is how we can see Krishna this is how we can see the Supreme Lord so here the personal form if in the Intelligent person can see God in his personal form as stated in the Shastras. Now, before going into Prabhupada gives some of the ways we can see, that is coming from Bhagavad Gita again in the purport, that we can see Krishna, so when we say Krishna is a person and then when we say Krishna is everywhere, God is everywhere. How can God be everywhere at the same time God be a person? that actually uh, contradicts the statement that he is everywhere and is near this is a, uh, shows the inconceivable nature of the lord how he is present everywhere he is present everywhere through his energies as an aspect of expansion as a paramatma he is present everywhere between the atoms inside and everywhere that is one way another way is he is present everywhere through his energies. Maya Dakshana Prakriti Suryate Sacharacharam. That this is uh, in the last Prabhupada, in the translation, the Lord saying, The demigods who execute my order, various department of my life, and so Because if you see there is an order in anything, suppose if we go to kitchen and everything is silent, quiet, then you know some big personalities inside the kitchen, very simple, (laughs) if everything is happening very smooth, quiet, you know, no, no, everything is like, you know, everyone is focused and doing what they want to do and what they have to do, and no chicha, no, you know, nothing, then you should know, some energy is there, you know, some in charge, charge, in charge, you know, a person in charge is there. Otherwise, it's not… it's not order. So, if you see anything in order, then you should understand some big personality is behind that scene. Otherwise, you cannot see order. Simple as that. Like, for example, we have experienced in our classroom. Classroom quiet means we know the teacher is there. Imagine a classroom where there is no teacher. Then what do you expect? Quietness, calm, serene? No. There is a complete chaos. Isn't it? Rockets will go, Two students will be there, you know, fighting, rolling, you know, all, all kind of experience. You can see whole circus happening there inside the world. So, if you see order anywhere, then there has to be a person behind who is in charge of this maintenance. Simpler. So, similarly, the demigods may be directly involved in maintaining the affair of the universe. But they are departmental head, We should understand. Okay, then, then who is behind that? That's how you can see Krishna. That when you see, this is again the chapter of Vibhuti Yoga, where Krishna explains everything you see is just a small, tiny spark of my splendid energy. You know, everything, whatever the greatness, whatever the powerful, whatever the big, that represent is represented of Krishna. Whatever we see, Krishna explained, you know, the tree or the biggest mammal or whatever, the stars or even the demigods, everyone is running here and there to keep in order, to just to please the Supreme God because that presence that um, it says, gives an example of uh, you can see the king, in the, in the department. Every department is representing the king. Uh, it doesn't really mean that the king has to be in the department. But still the department is functioning on the order of the king. So that department represents the king. So not really the king has to be in every department. But everything is going on. So that's how we can see that all this happening, the energies, The working of the material nature, the working of the material um, is happening because of the, under the supervision, Mm. under the vision, this maya Mm. rekshena, under the eyes of Krishna. Without the will of Krishna, nothing can move. the same purpose, even without the will of Krishna, even a grass cannot budge. Everything has to be sanctioned. Everything has to be sanctioned, and it has to be facilitated by the material nature, and activities happen. But it's interesting, actually. The even though um, the living entity desired, the living entity is the original creator of activity because the living entity desires to do something, but that has to be sanctioned by the Paramatma, by the Supreme Lord, and that has to be facilitated by the material nature, then it can do the activity, otherwise it's, um, uh, it's not going to happen because everything has to be facilitated. So then, reading tapasya. so... To engage in tapasya, denial of middle life it is the first principle of spiritual life. Austerity in the form of meditation is my heart, so here Krishna is explaining Which we, we have, the human life is meant for performing austerity. Tapo this is a teachings of, what is that? pressure did to his sons. The First he says, you have to do austerity. Austerity, we don't have to do extraneous activity. Just following the four regulative principle is the biggest austerity in Kali Yuga. If we can follow four regulative principle and chant Hare Krishna, that is the biggest austerity. We don't have to do extra. Because austerity generally will make one heart very hard. If we focus too much on austerity, then we will miss the point of pleasing Krishna and Vaishnavas. We should be uh, doing austerity, Main, our austerity is pleasing devotees and Vaishnavas, that's our austerity basically, you really see. And in order to perform the devotional service, we need sense control. Everything is pointed to that one pleasing, that remembering Krishna, pleasing Krishna. So, everything has to be adjusted in such a way that our focus is not missed, that we don't give up devotional service. Because uh, the, if that austerity helping you to be in Krishna consciousness, then that austerity is bona fide. Austerity in itself is not the mainstream for a devotee life. That. that too much fasting, I will fast, you know, I will do this, whatever. I will do Bhagavatam, I will do that austerity, this austerity. I will not eat. I will nirjala. So, say I will do nirjala. It's good if you can be able to remember Krishna and do your service, whatever is given to you. On the name of the fasting, we don't want to ruin our health and give, you know, more uh, what do you call, uh, dependent on may need Vaishnavas to take care of the health and not able to do other service the next day. <laughs> yeah, that day I passed that then to recover it took three days, four days. Then we are actually missing the point. Rather, we have nice Ega Desi Prasadam, do our parts or go to crossways, go to, you know, do temple services, clean the temple, do our other services. Because that way our mind is more engaged and active in the serving Krishna Rather, in the name of fasting, I'm always thinking about when is the next meal I can. I'm checking the calendar, when is the breakfast time. (laughs) Tomorrow 6.53, okay. So, 6.53 means I have to get all the prasad already by 6.45. If we are chanting in that mood, then it's better, you know, we forget about it, forget the whole thing, have some burfi, chant nicely and do the service. So, because we are not focused on austerity. Enough austerity. Otherwise Prabhupada would have given all the vratta. It is not that, you know, the Acharya knows exactly what to be given, when and who. Our our memory is short, our time is short, everything is, you know, declining, crap is going down, you know, the you know the, heartbeat, the things that's going down. We don't want to add up extra. Doing sixteen rounds and falling four regular like, itself a big thing, big ask in Kali Yuga. If you go and ask people, you know. Follow four regular principle. You know, if you find a person who is already four following four regulated principle, we are like surprised. We ourselves surprised. <laughs> we devotee. We are we are anyway doing. It. We are following four regular principle. Okay. Now you are meeting someone who is already following four. We are surprised. <laughs> oh my God, this guy is already you know not. He's a vegetarian. You know he's not taking any intoxication in the mic, this is like, you know, we are, we are like, you know, amazed as a devotee, because we ourselves, you know, imagine people thinking about us. We are like, uh, these people are different, man, these people (laughs) are… So, then when we meet someone in this age who is already following four-regulated principles, he is like the demigod for us. Or if we are Devata. you are like, you know, you are from a different world. So, following that, it's a big ask and top of the, the main thing is, but we don't, the main, say for example, our, say, our, we avoid, say, okay, amen, garlic, people ask this question, why, why avoid this, why to follow, why to do regulation, why, because our priority is there in life is spiritual. In order to please, to have that priority, then we compromise on certain lower principle in life. This is our presentation. Our our presentation is that I have certain priority in my life and I have certain principle in my life. And I like to follow that. And in order to follow that, I have to give up something. Sacrifice has to be there. Without sacrifice, there is no life. Everyone is sacrificing. It's not that only devotees do. You know, everyone in this world has to do some sacrifice, it's a part of life. Austerity, sacrifice, charity cannot be given up, this is Bhagavad Gita, isn't it? Bhagavad Gita Krishna says, one should not give up. Austerity, charity and sacrifice, doesn't matter who you are, you have to perform. So our sacrifice is, we sacrifice some lower principle and lower taste in order to get the higher taste, simple as that and people does that. They give up lower job to get a higher job. You ask them why you give up that. You know, I want more money. They have their priorities. I want money. I want fame. I want wealth. I want prestige. I want position. I want everything. So I give up that. So you have your priorities, we have, we have our priorities. So this is austerity. And then what Krishna is saying? He is saying spiritual activities perform a very ritual sacrifice. This is interesting because in Krishna consciousness, we do perform some rituals, the deity worship. The deity worship and the Bhagavad math the two Marg right, Pancharatrika, Vidhi, Pancharatrika, following the rules, deity worship and then we have this hearing and chanting. Our ritual is backed up with philosophy and understanding why we are doing and what we are doing. We are not just mechanically, vaguely doing, okay, I will do arti, I will, you know, add up something. There is a science behind it. Why we are doing rituals, why we are doing this ritualistic performance of worshipping the deity. To focus our mind. To, you know, able to do service to the Supreme Lord. The deity form of the Lord is appeared in order to, so that we can able to engage our senses and able to focus our mind and senses in the worship of the Lord. This is for our benefit. Krishna is fully satisfied. Krishna is not in demand. There are hundreds and thousands and crores of people are there to serve Krishna. Krishna is self-satisfied, Atmaram, is fully happy. He doesn't require anything. But for our benefit, we have to perform devotional service. We have to do these deity services. Deity worship is recommended. Whereas the Ashram recommended deity worship. Because if we have worship the deity, then the whole family can be engaged in the service around the deities. The children, the family, the, you know everyone can be engaged in the whole community for our is a great example. Melbourne, we have a great community, but our community is centered in serving Radavalla. Our century epicenter is temple. Everything is uh, surrounded, is happening around this premises. Everyone is involved directly or indirectly. So, this is our indirect you know, connection, indirectly we can see. So basically, when we want to see Lord, this is the theme of seeing the Supreme Lord. When we can see directly, so directly we just come in the temple, we can see Radhava Lava. We see the Lordship, Gornita, Jagannath Palli, Subhadra. We can see directly, in temple. In indirectly is, one can see the Supreme Lord indirectly. Through his service, through the instructions of the spiritual master, through the service given by the authorities, through reading the scriptures, we can able to perceive the Lord indirect means. Because we have to see the connection. If we miss the connection of when we're doing services, when we're reading, when we are preaching, when we are cleaning, then it becomes mechanical. It creates boredom. Then we ask question ourselves. We we have doubt. Why am I doing this? Uh, this is a kind of a labor. Because when we forget the connection, when we see that India at the indirect hands of Radha Vallabha, then it becomes very difficult for a devotee to perform what he is doing day in and day out. Here Krishna is saying that chanting. In the form of hymns and mantra, constitute my body connection. Sir so, Prabhupada writes here, chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. That's our meditation, right? Every day we are doing This is like uh, uh, one of the tips in chanting, you can see. If you see chanting as a conversation with the Supreme God, we heard this. This is our private moment or an appointment with the Supreme God. The worst thing, or the least one should not do when we are talking to someone, is should not sleep. Imagine I come to you and I sleep. You know, I talk to you. Hi, how are you? And then you are like dozing. I would be thinking whether I should continue to speak or should I walk out. This is the least. At least we don't want to. You know, nowadays if you see, there is so much distraction while speaking to someone. When someone speaks, we are looking at our mobile or we are looking at something else and we're still hearing. Yeah, you continue to speak, I'll do my activity. Then more, more, you know, if you see, you take the depth or the detail of conversation. How to have a perfect conversation with a person whom you're loving? You will you will make sure that each and every word is perfectly timed. You make sure you have the eye contact, you make sure you you are in a you know very energetic, very active, be in the present, isn't it? It's the best contact, like if you're attending an interview or if you're talking to your boss or if you're meeting someone who you're very special, then you make sure you are in a bright, proper mood or in a proper con- consciousness. You don't sleep. When you are talking to someone whom you are looking for, and it's not just a conversation. If you really see chanting, that's the time. Here, you know the whole prayers of why uh, Daksha offering is. He is quoting actually. These prayers are there in Vedic literature. He is quoting that prayers. In the idea, is adding three things. He is adding. He you know, is asking the Lord that Please bless me Please merciful to me And please fulfill my desire This is a proper etiquette That we all have desires We want certain things in life Spiritual or material Doesn't matter And with that desire to fulfill We offer praise The same thing Daksha is doing he is actually offering these prayers and his desire is to make or to make everyone happy, basically he wants to do welfare he wants to create progeny he is a prajapati his desire has to be fulfilled that he has to produce progeny and this is uh, the Lord actually the the form which we worship the desire which we have, the Lord appears in that form and in that way to fulfill the desire. That's how the Lord reciprocates. What is our desire, what is the way we are worshipping, that is the way the Lord reciprocates. He is also a person. So, to fulfill, so coming back, that when we are chanting, when we are having conversation, We are also having a desire of please engage me in your devotional service and we are requesting, we are actually asking for a favor. Now that actually adds up certain, uh, one more level. So it's not a friendly conversation. You need something from that person. So then it becomes a little bit more attentive. Suppose you want a favor from a person then you approach him in a very humble way. You need to be humble if you want to ask help. You cannot go in a proud way and ask for help. It won't work. <laughs> you are asking for a favour and you are going in a you know, proud and asking for a favour. You know the answer. So, we are, we are having a conversation. On top of that, we wanted a favour. And we are approaching in that manner. So that is a daily effort. It's not a one day. It's a daily effort. Whenever you are having the big bag, this is what your move should be, isn't it? So then then the Lord fulfills the desire. So our prayer, our attitude, our way we approach is all counted, it's all taken. So we have to put an effort. We have to put, this is our austerity that we, put, we are going out of our comfort zone to please that person. We are going, we are going away from what usually we used to do. And this is austerity. Uh, that's, how, that's how the Lord will get pleased. That is our tapasya. And Vedic sacrifice and Vedic literature. So the purpose of Vedic literature, the purpose of Vedic literature is to surrender to Krishna. This is dharma. Dharma of the living entity is to surrender to Krishna. Simple as that. Uh, if we can able to read the scripture and able to develop that attitude of surrender taking shelter of Krishna, then we are in the right path. Then we are going in the right direction. Then we can see the Lord. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is non-different from Krishna that every page we can see Krishna. How? Because when we read Srimad Bhagavatam, we can able to surrender our life more and more to the Supreme Lord. So these are the ways quickly one can see the Supreme Lord. Mm -hmm. So more are there which we discuss. I will leave it here and see if anyone has any questions or comments, anyone wants to add anything. So basically <coughs> here the Lord revealed himself to Daksha and this is our process. The Lord, Tene Brahma Ridaya Adikavye, Uyanti and Surya, the first words of Bhagavad right? That the Lord revealed himself in the hearts of Brahma and uh, when we are Focused on pleasing the supreme Lord, Then actually The Lord gives a drop of that realization in our heart That we can able to see that kind of a bliss ball kind of moment And that's how you know we we eager and enthusiastic to do more because once you have that taste then you have to do more to get that you can experience this in your chanting as well when sometimes you really absorbed. Uh, you have that state of where you are peaceful and you want to do, you want to chant more, you don't want to stop. <clears throat> that's a, that's how the Lord reveals actually. We cannot force the Supreme Lord to be present in your I am performing Bhakti, Krishna coming, that doesn't work actually. So we have to uh, perform bhakti, purify our consciousness, and patience wait so the Lord will be. And, and the Lord uh, sends his devotees and reveals to his devotees, and many ways he can reciprocate actually. When we are dependent, when we are playing, for example, when we have books, books are not going Then you realize that I am not the controller Then you really humbly pray to Krishna Isn't it? And then all of a sudden someone will come and ask for books and, you know, magic comments Again you go back to the (laughs) Then again you pray so that things you know when we're doing devotional surveys we get that uh, satisfaction and bliss and that's how we can able to see Krishna in our action. Okay.